Y'all know everything. Yeah, Josh, you guys are due August. August. And Seth, 7th. you guys are due September. September. Do you remember the twenty first night of September? Do you remember? Talking about the fall equinox. Twenty first night of September. Oh. I don't remember the next line. <laughs> Earth, wind, and fire. Come on, man. My mom listened to them, and that automatically made them uncool to me. Bro, Earth, Wind, and Fire rule. See, that's weird, because like, I like all the music that I grew up listening to with my parents. Yeah, yeah same. same. That's not true. Your mother wasn't mine. Counting Crows, I still don't Fair like. enough. My dad was a huge Counting Crows fan, and I still can't stand them to this See, day. like when I was a kid, I didn't like Dan Fogelberg. My dad's a huge Dan Fogelberg fan. Oh, Dan and like, I had to grow into Dan Fogelberg. It was like I wasn't mature enough for Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't ready. <laughs> the day you know you're a man is when you listen to Dan well, Fogelberg and cry. Also, I learned that Fogelberg? like he wrote, he like wrote all his own compositions, yep. and I was like, that's impressive. And so like now I go back and listen to it, and I'm like, damn, that dude's legit. Like, so I, I had to start with an appreciation for him, and now I've actually <laughs> learned to enjoy his music. I like it. So what are we on? I think that's how jazz works. <laughs> I think that's how jazz works. So we could depends we on the jazz. Talk about like, probably. I don't know how, how, how do we want to do the introduction. If we're gonna do the nutrition, we could just. Well, I want to just say nutrition, and that sounds lame. Like just eating like crap or something. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> nutrition. A secondary topic I like. Nate's the. Uh, what was it? The intelligence. The thing about the problem court. That oh crimes. yeah yeah. Oh. No, is this Supreme Court? What was that? No, well, I mean, can you we explain that? that? No, I don't know very litigation. much about it. <laughs> so, like, there's I, litigation. I can explain it very briefly. Like, so, like, litigation is when you sue in court. A lot of employers uh, include in the contract that you sign with them, right? The employee is like limited in the courts that they can sue in, right? Usually, you say any suit has to be brought in this jurisdiction. You also see that with consumer stuff sometimes. Yeah. Right. Like, any suit must be brought in this jurisdiction. Because basically, my friend Lee is also a lawyer, and he's the one that, that turned me on to this. But he was saying, like, at any time, like, a, uh, a company like Walmart will have, like, 12 cases going on, like, major right. cases. And so, like, every time Walmart owes somebody $50, they can't just, like, go to court. It's, like, it would just tie them up forever, and, like, they wouldn't be able to do anything. And then their products would get more expensive because all their costs are going towards... Right, lawyers' fees. So, <clears throat> arbitration is like a way is like a more efficient way of, for Walmart to deal with that kind of thing because it doesn't kind of get the courts involved, and Walmart right. and you can kind of ideally like reach some kind right. of All, arbitration conclusion. Arbitration is a alternative dispute resolution to courts, right? So it's supposed to be cheaper. You have an arbitrator who's like serves in the role of like a judge. But yeah, it's also like for fairness, mm. right? For fairness and stuff like that. But it doesn't. It has rules, but it doesn't have the same. All of the same. So it's almost like strictures. The, you have the, you have to reach a compromise and not a, a right. ruling. Arbitration. Yeah, okay. Arbitration is hugely common in like divorce proceedings, family proceedings. Yeah, I know that I see hugely it. Common. I see it constantly when it comes to like yeah. child child adoption and reunification stuff. So. Uh, like a class action lawsuit would be litigation. Like that wouldn't be arbitration. Right. Exactly. So when um, the employer, when the employer is saying like basically making their employees to, in order to work there, sign a contract that says you're going to have to settle anything, any problem you have with us, you have to settle through arbitration, not litigation. It keeps any like dispute with their workers from getting to the point 
where it's going to be expensive for them to deal with it. So there's there's not as much incentive then for the companies to actually like treat their employers fairly and and stuff like that. And the Supreme Court yeah. just voted on this. It was uh, it was the judge that was appointed by Trump that like, put it forward. Yeah, Gorsuch. my ethics professor in law school. Really, really, yeah. he was your ethics professor. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. That's cool. Do you dislike him? Like him? How did you feel about him? Uh, he was fi- he was great as an ethics. I'm going to ask you this again on the podcast, just so you know. <laughs> We he can was, get going anytime. He was great as an ethics professor. I kind of abhor his politics, but you know. but he, he knew, how to, knew how to teach. He knew, he knew how to teach, and he knew how to present himself to a very liberal student body. Oh, that's fine. That, that, but that's why he's. But politics sh- shouldn't necessarily go into a judicial proceeding, right? Because laws are. Politics. It's, well, arbitration. No one is at, at the Supreme Court level. It's pretty much all politics. Uh, it is. It seems like it. Yeah. I was about to say it's naive to think otherwise. Oh, I thought you were especially. talking about. I thought you were talking about the whole concept of arbitration. Like, I don't think anybody would argue that arbitration is not a good thing. Yeah. Or that it shouldn't exist. Like, so as I understand it, the rule before this uh, Supreme Court holding was like those uh, basically employers will include in their contract. You have to go to arbitration, right? Um, the court had generally held those valid except for class action lawsuits. They had like an uh, an out where it said, okay. oh, in the case of a class action, all these people can get swept in. My understanding is that like the Supreme Court has now like nixed that. So it's it's going to be kind of a huge blow to class action lawsuits. Is that what that thing about AT&T in general, I think. And, yeah. and workers in general? Yeah. I didn't care a thing about workers' rights until I got a retail job. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I never thought about it until I worked for Home Depot, and then I was like, "This crap matters." Your CEO was in my lab on Thursday. Craig, wow. Do you have like spiky hair? Welcome to Black Mesa Radio, everybody. <laughs> With your hosts, Chase, Seth, Nate, and Josh. So today our topics are some sort of Supreme Court ruling. Yeah. Uh, intelligence. What was the last one? Nutrition. Nutrition. Nutrition and space. Everything in between. Let's get going. We've been out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So Chase had a baby, and then we all had life stuff happen. We're back. Yeah. Eventually, they'll dig up our time capsule that has our. USB stick in it with our podcasts on it, and they're gonna want to know what USB this stick was. is gonna be like a thirty-two inch or thirty-two inch, three and a half inch floppy. They won't like, have anything that'll yeah. be three able to three and a half inch floppy. This. How do we? Even, you know all like, about those, do, right, Chase? They're gonna be like, how do I plug this into my That's brain weird. to like download the information? I don't have anything. <laughs> stick in their ear. They're like, I don't have anything that'll read this. This isn't working. Hopefully, or they might be like just naked cave people. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Well, We've all been. We'll they won't know what to do with it. They'll, this doesn't start fire. One of them eats it and poops it out. And <laughs> We've been gone for thousands of years at this point. It gets rained on and a tree grows. <laughs> That's the dream, right? <laughs> this podcast springs into a tree of knowledge one day. A tree of just data. Not even knowledge, just data. Ones Is there zeros. a difference? We can talk about that later. Oh, absolutely. The, uh, the cutting edge of physics right now is um, the science of information. Where does information come from? Where does it stem from? And the problem with... The internet. Um, this is completely completely all information. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why that's why it's such a miracle. 
the reason that evolution can't be uh, an all-inclusive theory, I don't know how to explain it, is because it can't explain the theory of information. Like, where does it, where does it come from? Because your DNA is literally your software. It tells exactly. So it, it, something had to decide that this means this and that means yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oops. Because it's it's a it's it's a software system. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's why a lot of scientists think we were made by aliens. So there's that one. Do they though? I yes. like that. Yes, okay. absolutely they do. Well, like I mean, I know, know the people that made Star Trek thought that. Yeah, Gene Roddenberry was all about that theory. Well, I know Dawkins. I'm like I've heard Dawkins say like, well. He would say it, I guess, but he was just like, I could believe that aliens seeded the planet way before I could believe that like God created like the universe or whatever. And I was See, like, I've heard, I've that heard doesn't that make any sense to me. I was like, I could believe it boils down to the same theory to me, right? Like, it's, it's, scenario, it all came yeah. from somewhere. Like, yeah, it has to. It's intelligent design either way, right? Yeah, like, sounds kind of sounds like it. But where did the aliens come from, anyway? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we want to get. I don't want to get off on that. You had an interesting thing about nutrition. Oh yeah, so. Um, I just had a new kid, and I also have another kid, and I was a really picky eater growing up. So I knew my kids were probably going to do that, and I don't want them to just like... Is that self-fulfilling prophecy, though? I, I don't know. Just, just curious. Sorry, go ahead. Just trying to find any ways to, to mitigate it. And the more I read about it, like the younger you are, um, it just doesn't matter what you eat. I don't... Okay, so on what level? Because as long as you get your macros in and have like a modicum of... Vitamins and minerals. Wait, for the listeners and hosts that may not know what macros are, uh, can you explain that? Like your your <laughs> your macronutrients are carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. They are where okay. calories come from. Every success I've ever seen with weight loss has been when I've tracked my macros diligently. Every time I've failed has been because I wasn't paying any attention to my macros and I was less counting so, calories. Wait, so <laughs> so how does that work exactly? You track those three things. Those are the three Separately. big ones. You Those three together like, are your entire caloric load yeah, of everything. Okay. Carbohydrates, protein, and fat. fat. Okay. So fat is like fat, – fat, a gram of fat is like uh, nine calories or something like that. And like a gram of carbs is like five calories. And like a uh, gram of protein is also like five it's, calories It's four, four, calories. nine. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. He was close. I don't you track macros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in, kind of interested in it. I'm interested yeah. in it, but I'm not interested in doing it. <laughs> And, and really what it boils down to is something we've talked about before. It's, it's all about hormonal responses to your macronutrients. Like, you know that the more carb- carbohydrates that you eat, the more insulin you produce, and the insulin is the hormone that triggers fat storage. Yes. So, turns out, you know, when kids, like, babies are, you know, just full of hormones because they're growing like crazy. And so they are already regulated to what they need to do. They're growing so fast that... They're not in fat storage mode. They're always in growing mode. So, I mean, yes, you can overfeed a baby. I was about to say, if as long as we're not saying that you can't overfeed a child, because you you clearly yes, can. Yes, We've yes, seen you that. Clearly can. But it, in a in a very normalized situation, yeah. As long as they're getting you know their vitamins and minerals, like like to the point where you could just give them vitamins and minerals from like an artificial gummy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they would probably be fine, and they're they're not going to they're have cranky. like lots of health problems. They're not going to get like pre-diabetic, unless you're 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 giving them like lots lots of artificial foods like sodas, which are just you know just laden with sugar in ridiculous quantities. Yeah, yeah. And fun thing, so I don't know about your kid, um, but Jameson hates soda. 
like just hates it. Really? Yeah. Naturally. So I don't know she if that's normal it. or not. Say what? She loves it. Oh, really? But <laughs> Jameson, he'll take a drink and he'll go, ah, and like scrape his tongue and he'll go, he'll say burn or like, uh, oh, so it's like the carbonation oh, the, the, that bothers her. Yuck. Yeah. That could, that could see be. when I was a kid, I liked flat soda. Like soda goes flat. Nobody else in the family drink it. Like Nate will drink oh. it. Yeah. I yeah. Hate flat soda. And now, yeah, now I can't do it. Now I can't do it. But when I was a kid, I was like, I just want that scissor. Give me that fructose. Um, also, in general, just, you know, just a, a general, you know, every individual. General. Is, I thought you said in gin rolls. Nope. Sorry. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> the uh, there seems to be a trend by your like if you're born male or female, what your body craves based upon your hormones. Hmm. So female, you tend to drive crave carbohydrates if you're male you tend to crave more protein based more fat based or i should say fat and protein but with a large portion of protein where where did you find sorry good it's i don't even know if that's about the fat and the protein as much as it's about the cholesterol well some of it yeah it well it has to do with cholesterol is a precursor for for development of testosterone so like little boys well so tend to enjoy me oh really i didn't know that Mm -hmm. so so Estrogen but I thought like high carbohydrate diets were like more estrogenic than. I don't know exactly. Because what I the way I understood you know, it was testosterone that, you know aromatizes into estrogen. Well, you would definitely know more about the chemistry than I do, but okay. I also like the way I understood it was that insulin was sort of. Uh, it's like you can either produce testosterone and growth hormone, or you can produce insulin. Oh. So if you're in a high insulin state all the time, it's much harder for your body to like regulate. Oh really? Regulate the sex hormones, yeah. That's what I. That's how I understood it. Anyway, that's I don't know where I read that. You can Google it if you yeah. want. The, the reason that I think this this conversation is really important is because even in the scientific community, the very rigorous science of nutrition, we don't know hardly anything about nutrition. It just like as yeah. you can see yeah. that it's been flip flopped so many times in the past twenty years that you can't trust anybody at this point, really. So yeah. go go do your we, own homework. We've all seen Except for us listeners, you can trust us. We've all seen that thing where, like, on Reddit one week, you see new study finds that chocolate is great for your heart and you should eat X amount per day. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, the next week you see something that's, well, not the opposite. It's, like, or like red about wine. the dangers of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, we've all seen that. Well, so, no. I mean, here's the thing. You guys know that I'm all about, like, the keto diet. Um, it's really good for... All parts of your body, except for like, there's one part of your brain that like a certain type of tumor grows when you have too much fat. Um, <laughs> but it's super rare. But then a study came out that said like ketogenic diet leads to tumor. I also think <laughs> so. I th- like the ketogenic diet works for you, and you're like you're a big fan, and that's that. I did it for a while, and I did it for like 12 weeks one time, and lost like 48 pounds. It was like it's pretty, it's pretty tremendous. It works. Yeah, it works good for that for losing weight. It's great. Yeah. And for probably other things too, but I think uh, proponents of the ketogenic diet underestimate the extent to which other kinds of calories trigger insulin release. Yeah, I agree as well. Like protein definitely triggers insulin. Yeah, fat. everything yeah. you eat triggers an insulin. Well, yeah, there's. I mean, if you're so if you're doing keto and you're so the first time I did keto, I did it wrong. You did too, right? I definitely did it wrong. So we were eating way too much protein, mm-hmm. and you don't go into ketosis that way. You're just you're just basically getting Which insulin spikes still from works protein. In a way, though, yeah, you're You'll probably still, weight, still fine because you're not eating the sugar and stuff. <clears throat> it just depends on how much meat you're eating. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like seventy percent protein. <laughs> it was like so some like, stupid, like about to get the gout, probably. Well, <laughs> though, like it depends too, because like if you're working out, because your body, your body can make glucose. Your right. body can't make um, 
essential amino acids and essential fatty acids. Right. Like, yeah. If your body needs glucose, it'll make it mm-hmm. out of protein. And so, like, that makes more sense to me because, like, if your body needs it, it'll convert the protein over. And if it doesn't, you'll poop it out or you'll use it in other ways. There's a there's a guy that I've been listening to like probably too much like Dr. Sean Baker who was on the Joe Rogan podcast who eats nothing but meat nothing but meat and oh like, yeah uh, he scares me yeah yeah but I've, like I've, I looked at his book I I'm not there but like I think he should eat vegetables but <laughs> it's it's interesting the things he has to say about like um I don't know I just think meat gets a worse rap than it deserves I like that's the, basically I where like I'm his at with extreme that. though because that would tell us so much about what that would do. Like, we don't need to pay somebody. Like, hey, man, would you uh, just eat meat for a few here's years? Here's the problem, and let though. Us know what happens? He, so here's the problem. He won't do any blood work. Well, no, he did. He, he did. did fi- he work. finally did blood work. Yeah, oh. and he talked about it on. It wasn't on the Rogan podcast, but it was on somebody else's That's, podcast. Okay, because li- like, I listened to that episode, and like, he definitely said, "Oh no, I haven't done anything." One, I was like, like one guinea pig is not scientific, it's right? True. No, because well, there could he be has so many. He has about so many things that play into his specific results. He has a ton of followers, and most of them get really good results. And he played, but that still I mean, it still scares me. It still I don't. He played, I'm not in yet. Okay, so yeah. like he's a uh, something he talks about all the time. He's like fifty something years old, fifty one or fifty two or something. He weighs like two hundred and fifty pounds, and he's like shredded. Yeah, he's um, a monster. And so that's something. How tall that, is he? He's like six five. Yeah, okay, he's like, a tall dude. He's a tall guy, and he played professional rugby at one point. So like that right there, that probably tells you that he's got a genetic predisposition for like having a lot, of, having more muscle mass, yeah. like being more athletic right. and stuff like that. It's like. You know, you can do that with anybody. I feel like, like anybody who's really good at something, you're like, oh well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. So the thing with kids, like, what's his Instagram handle? Doc, I think it's just Doctor Sean Baker. Sean Baker, Doctor Sean Baker. S H A W N or S E A N. Meat heels, meat heels is like what he says all the time. I don't know. S uh, S H A W N. The problem that I have with like people who want to be carnivores and people who want to be herbivores, so vegetarians essentially, there is that is. humanity is like not designed for that, so or or evolved for that. However you want to describe for it, for what? For being a vegetarian or a carnivore, one or the other. Oh right. So you you have to do it very We're intentionally. Omnivores. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like you you have to know exactly what you're doing to make sure that you're getting the nutrients. Once you get into adulthood. You, uh, I mean, we're one of the weird creatures. We don't make vitamin C, so you got to make sure you find a way to get vitamin C. A lot oh, of other God. animals do it. He's jacked. Yeah. From this angle, his pecs really look like boobies. <laughs> Dude, the, the inside of his thighs look really good. His pecs kind of look like boobies <laughs> anyway. He's got some big yeah, pecs. He's <laughs> ripped. <laughs> How do you look at the picture? Yet? How do you get your inner thigh like that? Noise. I mean, mine looks good, but it doesn't look like yours does. Uh, <laughs> listeners, I just went to his Instagram, and he's just got a shirtless pic up, and he's a pretty ripped dude. I mean, that's how that's you how everybody. His, did you give his handle a shout out? Oh no, I didn't. Hang on, let me go back. Because you should do that. I'll go back. Give me one second, guys. If we're talking about, hit us up, Doctor Sean Baker. <laughs> shout I, I would. Out. I would love to have him on the podcast. So I would love to have a guest on the podcast. But. So if you're if you're a carnivore, make sure you're eating organ meat. You have to eat organ meat. You got to get your liver and your kidney. And so something he said about vitamin C that was yeah. kind of interesting was that uh, completely unnecessary. Is that what he said? No, <laughs> oh. he didn't say he didn't say it's Never completely unnecessary. But what he he kind of met you halfway on that. He said that like uh, vitamin C is like similar enough 
I don't really, I'm not a chemist, but he said that like biochemically or whatever, vitamin C is similar enough to glucose that if you have a preponderance of glucose in your system at all times, then your body can't absorb vitamin C effectively. But that if your glucose levels in your bloodstream remain low all the time, you don't need as much. You don't need as much to stay healthy. Well, which I never heard that before, so I can't confirm or deny or. I don't have anything to check that against, but I thought that was interesting. So his Instagram handle is Sean Baker, nineteen sixty-seven. He has thirty-two thousand three hundred followers. So it turns out that the human body is probably more complicated than the solar system. So our human body is probably just a garbage disposal. I mean, it depends to on what of level whatever. you want to study the solar system I mean, sur- on. I imagine it'll survive. Yeah. It'll thrive. It's I'm not fight. sure. I didn't say thrive. I said survive. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, I'm sorry. What did you say, Nathan? I said. Uh, I just wasn't making a point. I was just saying it probably depends on what level you want to study the solar system on. Yeah, yeah you're probably true about that. Yeah, yeah, like, if you really break it down, the human body is part of the solar system. <laughs> so <sighs> so it's a complicated place. Get out of here, Neil deGrasse. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Neil deGrasse thing to say. That's funny. Get out of here, black science man. Um, what about... That's a meme, by the way. That wasn't like a racial thing on my part. <laughs> Somebody else came I'll up with that. I'll delete that. For those who um, know interwebs... <laughs> So anyway, uh, so when surely if you're listening to a podcast, you interwebs. That's right. That's how you stop firing the Nerf guns (laughs) because it makes such a loud noise on the show. It didn't actually fire this time. I know, but you did a little while ago, and it was so loud. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a child at heart over here. Um, So do you want to keep talking about that? Because we can definitely talk. We haven't talked much about the childhood aspect of it. We mostly just oh yeah, I want to bring it back around to that. Off on other stuff. So like, so you should just let kids do what they want. Did we even get into that at all? Did oh, we even start dude. talking about it? No, kids? that's why I'm bringing it back. So what the point that you were trying to make, the point that you were talking about like before the podcast was nutrition as it relates to like children and how you should feed them and stuff. Like, yeah, just so feed them. There was a, a separate study from um, not necessarily just like young kids can eat whatever as long as they get like their micronutrients. To don't the, not. The fact that kids will eat a lot less sweets if you don't tell them they can't have it like ever. If you've ever told them that, no, don't eat this cookie. Like that'll stick with them and they'll, they'll crave it. I mean, that's more like human nature in a way. It was a pretty, pretty fascinating thing where it's just like, um, also like dare, you remember the, the dare program, don't do drugs type of thing. Yeah. It's still around that. That didn't, well, okay. It didn't work then. It still doesn't work now. And also bringing it to light actually makes people probably do it more. They found out that there was a slight increase oh, what? in drug usage from D.A.R.E. programs going around. Because for those who didn't know about drugs, they were like, oh, there's this whole world out there. Oh, everybody's doing this? <laughs> it's, uh, and also the, the whole fact about don't do drugs. Like, I don't think I want to do drugs. What do, you, what do you do to make a teenager do something? Tell them not to do it. Like, you can't do that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's I'm still that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I just don't want to be told what to do. They're just and that informs rebellious. a lot of my like political opinions and stuff, <laughs> which is maybe scary. Well, you would actually live in a weird time because I, I feel like how old you are, like your opinions would be forged at a time where the U.S. was in a transition period mm. from like uh, traditionalism to progressivism. Yeah, maybe so. So you would have a weird belief system if if that is absolutely true. I but we'll probably do. <laughs> I feel like I have less opinions every day. So here's a question. How much do you think fewer opinions? Fewer Sorry. opinions would be able to, yeah. Um, so how much do you think so I've been reading uh, Steve West's book about sleep lately, and there's a one big section in there about how when you get enough sleep, you naturally choose healthier foods. Like they've done mul- like just numerous studies 
on depriving people of sleep and then like having people get lots of sleep and then they just give them the option to have whatever they want for breakfast mm. and then those people instinctively who've gotten enough sleep which is like seven hours or more will go for the healthy stuff it's like 10 out of 10 times like it's almost 100 percent. it's crazy wow and the people who don't um tend to make poorer choices uh now this is with adults and so adults know the difference between like healthier and non-healthy foods so the argument can be made that it's because they have more sleep, so their frontal lobe is operating better, so they can make better choices. Or the argument can be made that your body, you know, just wants better food. So with the, when kids, we regulate their sleep. We make sure that kids get like the right amount of. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a fight with my son every night, but he gets <laughs> he gets that sleep. Um, and so I've noticed that he does make healthier choices, and I wonder if that's connected yeah. or if it's just something that just happens. I wonder if it has something to do with where your your body thinks it is whether it's in a short-term survival mode or a long-term survival mode man i wish there was a way to know how to trick your body into doing that like just to yeah yeah because because it could be like hey man like i haven't been getting enough sleep things have been stressful i need to worry about here and now yeah, i think instinctually you just want as i can right now yes (laughs) yeah Yeah. you just want the quick energy yeah Yeah. and at what like how much of it is free will i'm not going to try and drive us into free will how much of it (laughs) though is how much of it is free will and like a conscious decision and how much is your body methodism taken over taking over and saying like, no, this is what we need right now. This is what we're doing. Like instinct versus free will. What's going on? Well, that's interesting. I, I mean, that, that's a whole bag of worms right there. I don't, that's yeah, a, I didn't, I don't want yeah. to go that way, but let's do it. <laughs> oh man. I'm barely, barely equipped to even talk about this. Dude, we're barely equipped to talk about most of the things we talk about. Humanity this is a only <laughs> exists in between the animal and the spiritual. <laughs> what? I, I buy that. So, so I don't hu- disagree. I want you to explain yourself. Humanity is that fine line that we're writing that we're talking about right now. Whether so, this, the 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 mental, the spiritual of you know doing what is what you know is right. You know there's right things to do, but you don't choose that. Sure. And then there's the animal instinct of um, doing those doing the wrong things that you know better than to do and yep. then completely fighting that but, all the time. So sure. why is that the animal instinct? Because like, are we saying that the animal world is just like doing the wrong thing all the time? It's what got us here. Damn it. <laughs> you dance with the one that brought you. <laughs> the, uh, uh, I mean, I agree that we call that the animal instinct, Yeah, but like, why? I really think that's just a way of talking about like the new part of the brain and the old uh, part of the brain. Cause, cause and people, that's just the language that people used to talk about that before we knew that there was an old part and a new part. I, I think, yeah, I mean, that might be something to do with it. Also, the, the animal world is brutal and self-serving. Yeah. So maybe there's some type of euphemism there that we're, we're borrowing from. I just know that if I put a piece of steak on the ground and a cupcake on the ground, my dog's eating both. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, there's definitely also, like, you know, what about the idea that, like, there are only, like, a couple of emotions, like, like I've heard somebody say, like there's only really love and fear. You're either acting, you're out of, you're acting out of one, or you're acting out of the other. And basically, you're either being proactive or you're being reactive. Like that's that's the idea. So like you got the old part of your brain, and it's like it's reactive. It reacts to its environment. That's what it's for. That's what it's good at. And it's it's fast. It's a quick decision maker. Like bam, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Like it reacts to what's going on. And then you have like the logical part of your brain, and it's slower. It's got to like process through things. Like okay, like plan for the future, see around corners, like. You know, that's what it's for. It's like, so you have like proactive, proactive, reactive, love, fear, creative, destructive, mm. 
I guess that's sort of like the idea of like the duality of of being maybe. Yin and yang. And yeah. I don't know. Uh, I buy that too. Like I buy a lot. There's a lot of like sort of mystical sounding like hippy dippy crap that people talk about. And I'm like, I buy that, but I buy that as an analogy for maybe what's actually going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're actually talking about the brain when you talk about like the duality of being and stuff like that. You know, you could, it's like, it's like flowery language that people used to use to describe what we're going through now. But because it's not about physical phenomena, you don't have to have a doctorate to understand what's going on. You just have to have the stories. What about, Okay, so all electrical systems are based upon resistors. And if trans- you go into the electric universe again, I'm going to throw something there's, at you. There's we live in the electric universe. How do I not go into it? Josh? Are, there are there are four ideal circuit. There are four ideal circuit elements, okay. and they're resistors, capacitors, inductors, and there's another one. I don't remember what it is, but like it's not just resistance. There's also capacitance and inductance. Okay. And Okay, well, yeah, so they, there was a – man, I don't know if we talked about this on a podcast. It's been too long. Oh, what is it? There was, a, there was a new study uh, about our solar system and where we fit into the greater part of the galaxy. And apparently um, our local system of – our solar system is moving out of an ancient um, supernova. And so if we're in this cloud of the supernova and we're currently moving out of it. And what that is doing is affecting uh, all the, all the types of resistances that we're going through. So, so we've, if the, yeah, we've talked about this. Okay, for sure. we, we we have. Yeah, I mean, at least, what, at what least you and I have talked about it. I'm ninety percent sure, though. Okay, ninety percent sure we talked about it on the show. You can go ahead, though. Maybe it has yeah, something like, to do with human mentality. And yeah, like how, how your brain is functioning outside of this. Um, so let's say for millions of years we've been inside this supernova cloud which is massive it's 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 way bigger than the solar system itself yeah you can't fathom it yeah and not really so the solar system just been traveling through this and then now we're finally getting out of it and it's and we can we're we're seeing that you know the the whole earth's magnetic field is you know getting wreaked havoc on by something we don't know something's wrong with it it's weakening it's not it's not guarding us as well as it used to, and that could have something to do with it. Guarding us from like radiation. The, yeah, all, all the radiation ghosts. from the universe, the background of the universe. The <laughs> that's why I've been seeing ghosts. The so center of the galaxy. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Chase is like, I'm open. <laughs> Take it where you want it to go. So like, that's sort of like the same argument. Sort of on like on a like a microcosm version of that would be the the idea that like the reason bees are having such a hard time is because of all the. Uh, like cell phone signals and oh, like right. all the wasn't, crap like that in the air. Wasn't that disproven though? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Oh, I know man, I that's what someone attention. said. There's a really good saying that I, I want to interject here that um, I don't know who coined it, but it was that a lie can travel halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to even put its boots on. That's what and happens that's, there. That's the age <laughs> that we live in. It's just who knows if something's just like just so much stuff going around that there's no way to. Dude, that's disprove everything that's going on you just can't do it fake news i'm gonna carry that around for the next couple of days that's a really good quote um there was a study done recently that talked about how your brain keeps an active profile like a 360 profile of what's going on so like whenever you were a kid and you heard like someone would say your mom has eyes in the back of their head um she really did so oh, okay. your brain keeps an active like it runs scenarios basically of what potentially could be happening behind you based on external stimuli. And so if it's quiet behind you and you're in a house alone, your brain just kind of 
it goes stagnant back there. Huh. But if you have like a child who's doing a bunch of weird random stuff and then gets quiet behind you, uh, <laughs> your brain runs scenarios. It's like, I know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, being a parent, that's when you know something's it's, wrong is when it's quiet. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's also uh, how your brain functions when you sleep um, and how we w- ha- weren't always killed by predators when we slept um, back in the day, like back in Stone Age times. Woke up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Your brain is always running scenarios. Oh, but uh, uh, again, it has to, the male-female thing with the brain is, is different that, you know, most people know that women are better at multitasking, men are better at, you know, single tasking. And the same thing, they did a study of men and women about, you know, who will wake up more with, mm-hmm. a, like, specifically a child. A woman will wake up more with a child. And they say that, like, they just, their brain is still, like, reaching out into it's the... more attuned to that, yeah. Yeah, in, into the outside world where a dude just kind of, like, goes inside himself when he sleeps and he just hmm. doesn't wake up for as much stuff. And that's I know, interesting. I know. we So we have a monitor that we keep with Jameson. We probably could turn it off at this point because he's two. Um, but, like, you know, we left that on since he was a kid. And at this point, I kind of use it as white noise because um, it helps <laughs> me sleep. But Mary uses it because she, you know, actually listens to our son. Um, <laughs> and so, like, she wakes me up nine times out of ten. Like, it, it's not me waking her up because I heard something. It's her waking me up. So that, that tracks at least in our little microchasm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like the jokes about the joke is always that like dads aren't as sensitive, like they don't pay as much attention. Like in my household, I would go crazy if I had to pay attention to everything <laughs> that's going on. I, I I can't do it because it's like, <laughs> do you guys watch The Office? Yeah. And there's this guy in some of the later episodes. He's like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't technically have a hearing problem, but when there's a lot of stuff going on at once, it all kind of goes in at like just jumbled noise, and I don't understand anything. <laughs> And that's my life at home when, like, everybody's yelling at me, the dogs are barking, child wants something, baby's crying, and Samantha wants me to do something for chores. I'm just like, uh, I, I didn't get any of that. Sorry. <laughs> I just, so I have, to, I have to focus into one thing. So when, it's, when I'm like, all right, everything's calm, I'm going to focus on TV for a second. <laughs> and then, like, apparently, you know, all, that's go- all that starts up again, and I don't even <laughs> notice it. Chase, what are you doing? That's like, like I, that's what? a classic dad thing. Like, there's too yeah. much going on. I'm just gonna watch TV. No, no, no. Like, like once <laughs> nope. it once it calms down, like I just and I wouldn't be able to watch TV if I didn't force myself to just like sit there and watch it, it's like or a, or like force myself to listen to what Samantha's saying. Like, I gotta like I have to focus. I can't. The multitasking doesn't work. It's just not capable. Of doing there are definitely that. a lot of people in the world too who think they can multitask, but they're just half-assing everything. Yeah. 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 Most people that say, st- like, I'm really good at multitasking, like, no, you're just giving yourself attention deficit disorder. There's a lot of studies that back that up, by the way, um, that most, there are some people who are I truly good at multitasking. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that your, your statement is factual. There's a lot of studies that point that. Like, there are definitely people who are good at multitasking, but there are more people who are bad at it that think they're good at it. Yeah. And actually, the skill is not <laughs> doing more than one thing at once, but it's your ability to change channels quickly, basically, in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like the skill to shift not. shift focus from one thing to another yeah. rapidly. It's, it's not that you're thinking about more than one thing. It's that you're just jumping from thing to thing really rapidly. Yeah. yeah. I don't have that type of acceleration. I've always known that I'm just a guy that has to like build up the speed and I get to speed, but it takes me a while. Yeah, like I think that's largely true for me too. Like I definitely like like when I, I get home from work, it takes me a minute to change gears. Like yeah, definitely. I think first, that's true for ninety percent of humans. Like yeah. even if they don't want to admit it. <laughs> okay. So. so maybe I'm more normal than I thought. 
Yeah. But it's just not the it's not the type of personality that our certain society praises. It seems like it's like that's it's not, not what the want. aspect of human being human that they think is desirable or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's like I saw I don't remember what it was. I saw some commercial about like going on a some type of retreat and it was like some type of festival, but it was like this calm and relaxing commercial and nobody was just like, you know, jumping up and down and partying and I was like, that looks like a very fun festival. I could definitely go to that. <laughs> As opposed to like something where it's just like, you know, trippy lights like and lights and music. Yeah, and, and it's like, super exciting. Like that's that's I don't know if got old. I was gonna say that still sounds pretty good to me. So yeah. The I would, I would so like Coachella is not a chase scene at this point. No, that, that was never chase scene to begin with. But oh, I would still definitely go to Coachella just for the music. Like yeah, nah. I hope this. Nah. I hope this next child breaks <laughs> you I was like, so Co- hard, Josh. <laughs> Coachella is just something you have to live through to get to hear good so live much, music. I feel so like. much energy just drains. Just you know, like how like I thought that you know having a kid would be like, you know, plus a hundred percent energy, and then the next kid would be like. A lot of the same activities going on, so it'd be like one and a half. Uh-huh. No, no, it's, it's, it completely doubles. It's just a yeah. I don't expect. I was yeah. that's. I wasn't going into it with that expectation. I'm going into it with the expectation of just being actually. tired all the time. Well, yeah. I, well, essentially, what me and Samantha have done is like, you take that kid, I'll take this one. So when you got one kid, you've got a power play, and then you got two, and you got to play man, and then if you have more <laughs> than two, you have to play zone. This, <laughs> see, these are the analogies that I understand. Like, that's yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> So good. Um, I don't know. I still like doing stuff, even having even having Jameson. That doesn't mean I want to quit. I just honestly, I just haven't had energy for four months. It just just haven't been there. So, yeah, work has been really busy for me too. So, as I say, you've been having a crazy work time though. Yeah, like just within the past couple weeks, we've actually been moving in a positive direction. Like for a while, for like three months, we're like things aren't happening. Just just aren't happening. So. I'm finally here. Sorry, okay, sorry. We can cut that all out. <laughs> I thought that was fun. I got off. I got off topic for the podcast purposes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what was our next topic? Did we even talk about like? Yeah, I guess we did. We talked about nutrition some. We, we talked about nutrition a lot. I'm just wondering if we talked about it in the way that we thought it was gonna go. We, I think we did. Though. We rarely do that. We've gone 40 minutes, but we can keep. I want to keep going. Obviously, I'm just saying. Like we did 40 minutes on that subject, so we, we can shift. Can did you guys hear about? Uh, the AT&T ruling, there was a class action class action lawsuit against them about money changing hands between them and some officials. So there's uh, some bribery case. I heard whispers of this. Yeah, I was hoping somebody would have looked into it more because uh, I haven't. Dang it. No. Okay. Right. So you just intro a subject you have no idea yeah, about, hoping no, someone else would pick it up. There was like a it? big political thing that happened, but like right before it did, it was like some vote or something like that. And like right before it happened, it turns out like somebody pocketed a lot of money from AT&T. It was like Agit Pie, wasn't it? That like took some money or something like that. Or somebody, I don't know, somebody was related to him somehow. I feel like his name came up. Yeah. He's probably in somebody's pocket. I feel like we don't have enough information to go off of them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't have. It was it was really important to me at the time, and I remember. All right, look look into that sometime. I just never did. I have like I, I have a folder on my computer. I have a bookmark that. folder on my computer that articles go in because I'm like oh, I should read that, but I'm not in the mood right now. And there's like hundreds of things in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my saved folder on Reddit. It's just <laughs> yeah. like I've saved thousands of things that I'll never go back and look at. Or like at. My, I tell book, myself my book list on Amazon, that's the same thing. Oh, yeah, like, I want to read dangerous. that later and just add it. And now Save it's just... for later. There's just no reason to... I don't know why I keep it up. There's I've, no reason. I've talked to Samantha about like eventually when like things become a little bit more habitual, 
and predictable. I want to say Thursdays are book night. We just read books. Like, can we just? That's your day, and we'll just read, man. Let me, that sounds like just go full Sheldon on it and play the whole week. Each day of the week is something different. That's fine. I could totally do that. I'm it's Sheldon. like Wednesdays are board game nights. Oh, Thursdays the, are book nights. The TV show guy, Sheldon. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was like, who? Fridays are are freestyle. Do whatever you want. And I don't mean like rapping freestyle. Just do whatever you want. I think you should have it rapping freestyle. <laughs> okay. Well, we gotta. I think that would be better. Karaoke freestyle night. You want to talk about the arbitration thing? Yeah, who was whose yeah, topic was that? Have you been reading reading up right now? A little bit, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sweet. The lawyers and reading it. I like it. Well, why don't you intro it since you is your dude? I can just barely. Topic. So like, I don't know. I'm not sure how to start it, but there, basically, there's like there's litigation and arbitration, and like if you need to settle, if you need to settle, if basically if corporations need to settle a disagreement, you're going to do one or the other, and litigation is like what you see on TV. That's like that's the kind of lawyering you see on TV. Is yeah. litigation. litigation is anything through the courts. Yeah, you're going. Yeah, exactly. You're going through an actual court. And arbitration is a, a means by which two parties or more, maybe even I guess I don't really know, can kind of almost set up their own little court with their own little judge and and stuff like that. And so it doesn't. Okay. the The idea behind arbitration is that it's you're sort of coming together around the table to like come up with an, a, a solution that's more copacetic for both parties. Um, and that doesn't involve the government, and it's typically more efficient and doesn't take as long, and so it's cheaper for people to go that route because you don't have to pay lawyers to, you don't have to pay a, uh, a law firm to like, you don't have to have law firms on the on the books for like years and years and years while you try to settle it in like an actual court generally. Right. Okay, but there's there's disadvantages too. Um, there's so, disadvantages to arbitration for for people that aren't. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, hang on, real quick before you jump in. What what was the broader topic here? Like you just kind of defined what the two things are. Yeah, so oh, yeah. yeah. And the reason I bring that up, I guess, is because the Supreme Court just ruled that what what did they what is the like the actual ruling? I don't so know. So it essentially how to say is it. the narrow ruling is that um, employees can be bound by a clause in their contract that they sign with the country, the company, that any disputes have to go to arbitration before litigation or even in place of litigation. So that could and be, that, sorry, go ahead. And that includes, <clears throat> the specific ruling was it includes class action lawsuits, which is a class action lawsuit is where, you know, a company has had unfair business practices that affect hundreds or more people, hundreds to thousands to millions of people, but usually in like a small way, right? So like the classic one is... Uh, Asbestos or... Uh, Asbestos can be that way, yeah. It's like <clears throat> there are a lot of rules on why you can group it together, but yeah, like a similarity of facts is a big one like that. So like as asbestos cases all have similar facts, right? Someone was exposed to it at certain times and you know, there's this they have similar problems in proving what it was, right? Like cuz oh, sure. it's it's hard to say it well, it was for a long time hard to say <laughs> asbestos caused mesothelioma. <clears throat> They're just like, because it was latent for so long, it was hard to, to prove that in a court of law. <clears throat> so instead of trying to prove that in every single asbestos case, they grouped it together as a class action. Yeah. That's a great one. So, like, yeah. The other one, you see a lot of, like, consumer class actions now where, yeah. you know, a record company does something that's... I, why did I choose a record company? I don't know. Hmm? Um, 
How about like if you've taken this pill and rece- had oh, these yeah. symptoms? Please call yeah. us. For That's blah, one you blah, blah. see all the time. That's one you see a Which lot. Which is ninety percent of the time a scam, isn't it? Uh, oh really? I mean, well, they're just fishing for claimants. It's oh, not, so like they don't even know if it'll a stick. Scam. Yeah, they don't oh. know if they'll even be able to. to that do seems. That. Josh is having a really hard time with his headset right now. I'm yeah. good. My, but he's not. Just give me a minute. Oh, a classic one I remember was like there was one against Ticketmaster, right? That Ticketmaster was overcharging X percent on some fee. And I don't even remember what it was, but so they reached out to, and I'm pretty sure I got an email about this, like anybody who had bought something through Ticketmaster through a certain time period, you know, you were part of this class. And the way class actions work is you can, you have to opt out to protect your rights if you want to sue on your own. Otherwise, you're included in the class uh. and they will send you... You don't even have to do anything. They'll just like $4 send you sixteen your, cents. Exactly. Your four dollar check or whatever. Um God. Like so but most of these claims are, you know, if your claim is only twenty dollars, that's not gonna be worth taking to court. Yeah. But yeah. if you have eight thousand people who have a twenty dollar claim, suddenly and that's like a low estimate. Eight million. Let's go that way. I once read about a guy who had over I think it was two thousand class action lawsuits that he was involved in. Because um, he would just actively fish out stuff that he could claim. Oh, gotcha. Um, and he was that was like his income. Holy somehow, crap. there was he was getting little bits little bits of money from all over. That the place. That seems like so much work. You might as well just get a job. <laughs> yeah, that's like the people whose job is to like their job that they make for themselves is entering sweepstakes. Oh yeah, like the free sweepstakes you can do. That sounds terrible. That sounds like a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> I've always I've only done that like a couple of times and I I regretted it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a scale thing too, though. Like, the of course, more if I won, it, maybe I wouldn't have. I the more know. you do it, the better you get at it, right? The easier True. it gets. That's also the same with like uh, couponing. These are all problems of scale, which is also why class actions ex- exist. Mm. So, well, touch on like why the ruling may okay be bad for American workers. For workers. Okay, so without trying to, I don't know, I don't know how to talk about this. So being political, but. to to go back a, a bit and define arbitration a bit, it's a more informal process. Which is good when they're like close claims and um, the parties are similarly situated, I feel like. Okay. Right? It's good in that case. It's more informal. You can just do more one-on-one talking. I think it's almost always one-on-one. Like there may be more people in the room, but it's just like the two parties and the arbitrator, right? It's not like three parties on one side, one on the other. You know what I mean? Even if like the two parties – so it would be like representatives from the corporations in question. Like if it's two, say it's like, say it's like two companies that are going into arbitration over some issue. Like it would still only be a one-on-one situation. Well, or? like you could have mul- multiple people in there, right? But it's just like defining them as parties. It's still like corporation one, corporation two. It's not a case to put it back to employment law, right? Like even if it's a local small company, right? And there's five employees that have a problem with this new policy arbitration would be the company dealing with them one-on-one each time it would not generally not be the five i could be wrong on that but i think it's pretty generally one-on-one um so what does this do what does this legislation do on a macro scale okay on a macro scale this legislation says that companies can put these clauses in their contract that say any uh any employment 
policy you have a problem with, you have to deal with through arbitration. And previously, so they've been, these kind of clauses have been around for a while, but um, my understanding is that it didn't apply to class action lawsuits because they apply to broader principles of things that need to be addressed. I don't know if that makes sense. It's also dealt, uh, controlled by the National Labor Relations Board, so it's like mm-hmm. a unionized type thing mm-hmm. that you, the worker has more power when they're more of them banded together. So in a lot of ways, like class actions has replaced that. Hmm. If that makes sense. And this is kind of a blow to people being able to come together. and. Yeah. The court basically upheld and said that um, they must take all employment-related disputes to arbitration on an individual basis and waive their right to participate in a class action or class arbitration. So if your company, say you have a company with like 3,000 employees and you accidentally expose them all to like heavy levels of radon and a bunch of people get sick. So they have to now, they couldn't do a class action against that. They would have to go to arbitration individually. But that sounds worse for the company. Yeah. Uh, why would it be worse for the company? They have to pay for the would, individual, every individual they, arbitration. Well, they would have all this time that they'd have to, a waste of manpower of every individual <coughs> litigate, or yeah, every individual um <coughs> Yeah. So Employee. if you have if you have a yeah. huge problem like what Josh is talking about where radon's exposed, one I think that would be separate because it's not employment related in the same oh, way. Oh, okay. That's True. like negligence related. But that's also like those are massive claims in each case, right? True. So that the employee I went too big with it. The employee is not going to be discouraged from it. The classic cases are like pay discrimination in some sort or screwing around with people's hours. Like I know, um, I don't know how much it's happening anymore, but. You know the, uh, they basically will like cut people's hours to avoid regulation. Them. Oh, okay. That for too. certain yeah. things, yeah. right? So like that definitely happens. Like retail places are notorious for this, right? Keeping you under forty hours so right. that you're not full time, so that they mm-hmm. don't have to give you benefits X Y Z, whatever for full time employees. And also, like I just want to point one out that happens all the time. You work six days straight, but you get no overtime, and I think that's ridiculous just because of how the pay periods. Yeah, yeah, that is ridiculous. So or I, if you're I salaried and your company just doesn't, they've tried to make me so work like been, on, on more than one occasion. They tried to make me work seven days in a row. Employee recently for that. On more than one occasion, they tried to make me take seven that. seven days in a row, and I've I've called in. I called in both times. <laughs> like, why are you calling in? And I was like, and I just explained it to him. Like, I'm not only am I not working seven days straight in a row this time, I'm not so. going to do it next time or the time after that. Right. I hate you guys. <laughs> like, I didn't say that, but like, I'm never ever going to do that ever. So ever. Never. Never going to work seven days in a row for Home Depot. Ever. <laughs> Hate y'all. Not really. So Thank you for the money. The problem. <laughs> I hate you. Thank you for the money. You don't have to say thank you. You earned it. Dang, Josh, don't I'm kick my I'm so stuff. sorry. Oh, my gosh. That was a huge podcast faux pas. Yeah, I say thank you, but hey, I say thank you by showing up to work on Monday. <laughs> mm. They say thank you by paying me. Because they have to. They wouldn't if they didn't have to. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. There's nobody at that company opposed to slavery, I promise. <laughs> That's all right, man. They're just <laughs> strong feelings coming Dude, from it's a hot that take. direction. <laughs> hot I take. hate them. Home Depot supports slavery. You can edit that. You can edit that whatever you want. Uh, you don't yeah. have to. I don't can care. Probably don't want to get... Uh, I don't want to get Nate fired. S- yeah, slanderous, libelous. Can't remember which one. No, that would be... Yeah, that would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I should probably do my research before I make claims like that. When the, <laughs> when the Home Depot lawyers are listening to our podcast. Yeah. I saw your shirt, Nathan, and uh, 
it's got a, a like a Norse looking guy on it, <laughs> it's, Viking. It's dumb, but and it how is that dumb? That's rad. It just reminded me. I, I saw a little thing about like like there's like 62 different um, icons you can get on your your tomb as a veteran, and one of them like back in 2013, they're allowing the Hammer of Thor to be one of those. So I like. I that. don't know. I just that's cool. Thought I'd say that. Danish is, Danish stuff is neat. What is the Norse church called? Like the church that worships Thor. I was reading about one Ooh, of their like a, the oldest churches in the like in Europe is one of those. There's like a pre-Christian church, church like what you would recognize as a church. Like, well, it was gathering. Called, it was called a church. They call it a church, and it's like a Viking place where Vikings would go and pray. I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know what that religion's called though. I don't know. The Norse religion. Yeah, there's got to be a name for it. It's not just called the Norse religion. I'm a hundred percent sure there's a name for it. Okay, I'm in. Well, now we know. now we call it Norse mythology, but I'm sure they didn't call it that. Hmm. We can search it. I'll just let the wonder settle, Seth. Come on. <laughs> Questions that I never thought to ask. Um, what was our third topic? We had three. Nutrition. Don't even litigation. Remember. Arbitration. I thought we hit three for some reason. Do we not? No, we only hit two. Oh, like IQ and stuff. Oh yeah, we talked about intelligence. This just says pagan or paganism. They didn't call themselves Christian pagans, whitewashing history. That's what Christian that is. It's paganism. I Do, guess that can Christians whitewash history? It'd be if like a blood the original of Jesus Christians wash. were Jews. I don't mean whitewashes in like I meant like painting it white. Okay, like, okay. I guess that does Man. that has racial connotations, but that which is not what I intended. It'd okay. be like blood of Jesus washing. <laughs> Christians, blood of Jesus washing. Christ history. washing. Slop some blood of Jesus on it. Cover it up. <laughs> Being playfully blasphemous, <laughs> like, um, like painting dip the fig a paintbrush leaves over and then just like, yeah. <laughs> so, did we want to? What did you say? I said like when we painted fig leaves all over the wieners. <laughs> oh, what are you? What? I just heard something, <laughs> something wieners, and I was like, <laughs> like wow. took you like thirty seconds. Like, wait, I heard, <laughs> yeah. I heard, I heard wieners. I went back there. It had to echo around in my head for a minute. <laughs> Too much external stimuli. <laughs> Just the, you know, like the Sistine Chapel and mm-hmm. other the pink God's pink dress. Was it pink? It's like yeah, it's pink. Oh. It is pink. I think, isn't it? Did they go back yeah. and they didn't go back and like re-put the naked bodies on it? What are you He's, talking about? God wasn't clothed originally, but then he was. Like you know, pink God's pink dress that he wears on the Sistine Chapel. He's like touching Adam's finger. I thought he was naked. In the, I thought he was no, naked no, too. no. He definitely has a. I thought it was a white. He was robe. naked. He's not naked anymore. They someone painted over like the yeah. really. When? Like how many? I'm, I'm assuming Christians sometime. get stuck on wieners. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. No. Well, or was <laughs> who who was stuck on wieners? The painter or the one who painted over them? Because you know, just drawing that tip like a hundred times. <laughs> it doesn't look. They also right. made them really small back then. Like the, and it's I, never like a giant and like. <laughs> yeah, but the reason for that was because it's never a mighty penis. It's always like. <laughs> I'm definitely editing what? that part. Um, <laughs> the whole planet, like the last. Time. Could it be said? Could it be said that Yahweh is Jewish? No. 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 I don't think so. So Judaism is just really How? even in like the context of like the Old Testament. Isn't that where Judaism comes from? Well, well, n- no. Well, I mean, it, like Judaism, I thought God gave Judaism as a race. Oh. Are we talking about a religion? Oh, they totally did paint over God. Wow. I don't know. 
I've definitely seen it though. Like with have I, have I not? Have you noticed that the statue of David is uncircumcised? I've never looked that closely. Mm-mm. It's kind of hard to miss. I don't, maybe it was for me. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, it's uncircumcised. <laughs> so obviously that's a that's a big no no for for a, a Jew back in the day. So. And also today, probably. But that was also... No, it wasn't. Yeah, we definitely don't have pictures of... No, no. There was no cameras around when they painted So this over. wasn't... They could paint a long painting of the painting. <laughs> and now... I mean, they painted all over that stuff hundreds of years ago. This is so interesting. It's kind of a, it's kind of a shame, I think. Yeah. No, I don't care about Wieners. They, I mean, they commissioned that. him. I mean, they. it's not like... He was painting, and they just decided to come over there. And well, true. Paint over, like they're like, we're paying you to do what we. No, want I didn't. To do I didn't mean it was like vandalism. Uh, I just mean it kind of sucks that like, because like the, you know, Michelangelo is like a ridiculous artist, obviously, yeah. and he had this vision for how he wanted it to be, and then but people were like, uh, maybe that's a little much, and so he had to go back and like edit it. My one gripe is cherubs, like the most crazy bamf of like all of God's creations, and he made like little tiny babies. Chubby babies. Little yeah. baby angels. Yeah, little, little, little cutie. No, they're like the, the most terrifying creatures you could ever encounter besides like God himself. I don't recall. Bible. Like what's one of the stories where like there's a cherub? Uh, Like Ezekiel when like these angels and the wheels within wheels and like oh. they have like eyes of fire and feet of bronze and they couldn't even behold to look at him and just fell down as, a, as like a, he was dead. It's one of those insta- instances in the Bible when – like the the sheer sheer awe of it was so like uncomprehensible that he just like just like collapses. Yeah, like yeah. Uncompre- incomprehensible, yeah. incomprehensible. It's kind of like H.P. Lovecraft yeah. type stuff. Yeah. yeah, except he didn't go mad afterwards. Wait, did he? No, he didn't. Who was it? Did Ezekiel. He? Yeah, like Ezekiel and also John in in Revelation. There are a couple times where like they said that they fell down as as if they had died, and like the angel would touch them and revive them. And so it's like. Just being in the presence of these angels pretty much just kills you. <laughs> yeah. And then, so it's not like this little cute baby. It's just very different descriptions. Michelangelo I'm so went, cute, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's so fluffy. Michelangelo, Michelangelo went, you know, that's that looks like it'd be too hard to paint. I'm just going to make it a baby. <laughs> he like read it and read it and read it. He's like, I just can't. I can't get there. I don't know how to do that. I'm just going to paint a baby. I'm just going to do that. That'll work. Everybody likes babies. So intelligence. Like Did you want to talk about your... Uh, Intelligence, IQ. What was my point? Um, I think we were going to somehow... I feel like we flopped pretty hard on the... Topics. Case. We always flop pretty hard on the topics. Right. That's really... We always we always agreed, though, too. Yeah, that, that was just the to get the ball rolling. one was really flopped. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stimulate conversation, I guess. I don't, I mean, yeah. We can get into it if you guys I kind of passed it off to you, it. man. <laughs> I didn't I have like, anything to say, really, because I don't know like about it. Yeah. Well, we... We're, we kind of flopped on like how that would affect the rights of workers and stuff. I feel right. like I never. I feel like we never really got. We never got to, to a good example. I don't. I don't think. Uh yes. Maybe we should read more about that. We can revisit that maybe in the future. Have we ever done a part? We two? should. We like. Seems yeah. like there's been a several been a court times. cases that seem important that nobody researched and that we should probably just like delve into that next time maybe and after somebody reads some articles. <laughs> we should also probably talk about something science related. I guess the nutrition was. Yeah. We didn't. There's a desperate lack of space in this episode. It's all science, uh, right? It's all. Sure. I did. Br- I did bring up the electric universe. You did, so we can check that box off. <laughs> <Woot>. um, 
I'm gonna keep I talking about. I it didn't bring up John Dies at the end, so I guess we don't have to check that one yet. That's been. That's we definitely need to bring up the electrical cloud that we're moving through in the universe. Like we try to bring that up every time. <laughs> and the reason that's weird is because <laughs> the voltage is changing in the universe. I shared like multiple articles onto our Facebook page. Did you guys read any of them? Like I the haven't past gotten. couple days. No, just in the past like four weeks or so. Oh, since our last podcast. Yeah, if it wasn't this week, I'm not going to remember anything that happened. I'm not on Facebook super often anymore. Yeah, same. I tweet a lot. I think I'm probably I'll just tweet coming up on being annoying. Actually, no, I enjoy your it. tweets. I mainly, I mainly like retweet things that I like. Yeah. So let I mean, while you guys are looking, I, I kind of want to go with Nate's topic of uh, <laughs> it, intelligence and you know, who was that guy? The really controversial Bill Bill Murray? No, not Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray is a saint. You tread lightly. <laughs> uh, what, what no, he's pretty much universally accepted. I think. Uh, I like your sprite. The article. guy who essentially says that you know some races are on average more intelligent than others. What was that? What Wasn't was that? that the first guy that Sam Harris talked to that you were talking about? Well, he was the guy who wrote the book, and that was like one chapter in the book. And this one chapter in the book got like a lot of hate mail and and some people supporting it, and it just became really controversial. Well, I wonder how That's a, a book about saying some groups of people are smarter than others would be controversial. Well, I think my my issue with it is because like everybody's saying it's like a, a racist thing for white people to do because he's white, even though that white people weren't the smartest race. Like, what was the smart? What was in his opinion? What was the smartest race? Asians. In, in his opinion, it was. Did you say, of course? <laughs> it was according yeah. to his research. It wasn't just like, hmm. I feel like. No, he like, had like a bell curve. No, when I said his opinion, that it's not like, what did he say? Well, I haven't uh, done any research, but I was, when I was in high school, it was definitely an Asian kid that we cheated off of for like everything. It was like, like who are we talking about the Charles Murray stuff? Charles Murray. I think so. Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't think. I called him yeah. Bill Murray, and I, I knew that was wrong, but. Oh I couldn't. No, Charles Murray. Yeah, in, anyway, so the, the, the Jews and the Asians were definitely higher on the scale than the caucasians were i think the pe- the problem that people had with it is that one they d- his science was not as and i'd like, like to go more into that about clear how cut as he seemed he he yeah. would make it seem and two is that like he used it to propose a whole lot of social policy positions over and over again like oh, see, that's something i've never heard about is implementing yeah. social policy yeah Nobody his whole career is like weird. he's a he's Hitler-y. a fellow at the heritage and for institution in washington dc like heritage institution he's like or heritage foundation one of those because those are two different things yes somewhere okay some conservative the super think tank that's the heritage foundation the heritage foundation yeah okay is that what you said i don't remember you said heritage institute h f heritage foundation hitler the Führer. and he's like <gasps> illuminati confirmed <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway what were we saying i interrupted you uh I don't remember. Oh no! I'm sorry. You said that he's at the Heritage Foundation. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Social so policy. That's yeah. His whole career has been social policy. It's not. Mm. His whole career is not like science generally. It's like yeah. proposing and uh, putting forward and trying to convince politicians of his preferred social policy, which is essentially mm. to do away with uh, any kind of like corrective type of social policy. So like affirmative action. In that oh. sense, um, I was thinking like of that. like the justice systems. Like he's not for like corrective no, justice not, systems. <laughs> not the justice system, but like 
from my understanding of it, and again, I've only read articles about him. I haven't read any of his work directly. Was that uh, <clears throat> if these characteristics can't be changed, right? If they're heritable characteristics, then we shouldn't spend money trying to get people on even footing because they'll never be on an even footing. Well, I think that is true. Not it's, everybody's not never define, in the history. Like we're never going to be on equal footing ever. Like, right, but it's you can't qualify it in groups in that sense. It's. I don't want to like, qualify in groups. I want to qualify as individuals. Right. But so then you should pursue social policies that put everyone in an equal footing to start. Oh, okay. Okay. And then, then yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's like try to address yeah, that's environmental that's fa- factors of various things. So. And he would be against that? I so believe so. Is there a point Whoa. where we should get rid of affirmative action though? Dude, what red-blooded American would disagree that, like, equal opportunity is good? Well, remember that— Jordan Peterson said he was against equal opportunity. No, that's not what he said. That's exactly not what he said. Yeah, he said— (laughs) I don't know. The the thing that, like— That was the headline I saw, which means he was definitely misinterpreted. Equal opportunity, not equal outcome, is his mantra. Right. Does that? I mean, do, do the subtleties yeah, yeah, yeah. of that get? No. Like, yeah, I definitely understand what those. Okay. Like, I'm a, I might are. be biased because I'm a Jordan Peters fan, but like, I honestly think he is one of the most misquoted people of all time. Like, I don't know why the left hates him a lot. Like, he's not really that conservative. He's vehemently anti-communist, which I don't know what comes across. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I still like. I still haven't quite made up. I think I'm a Jordan Peterson fan. And I have his books, but I, like I still haven't quite made up my mind about him. Man, after reading the, that New York Times profile of him, which I know people have said is unfair, but like it just quotes him a lot, and a lot of the shit he says is ridiculous. Are you talking about the? So I haven't I haven't so. watched the interview that that's based off of or read the article, but I heard that the interview itself was two and a half hours long, and they only took about twenty minutes of it. This the New York Times one is like a written thing. No, I know. And but she I'm followed him like, around a few days. Okay, cool. I'm just checking. There, there I was a pretty fa- the thing he got famous for was like that interview with someone from what the BBC or something. Maybe that's the one yeah, I'm thinking well, of. I haven't, I don't know much about Jordan Peterson like at all. Consistently misunderstanding him, and or trying to <laughs> twist his words. That's been a big problem for him. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know enough about him to say anything. And he, so I'll stay quiet. Yeah. I, uh, go ahead, Navy. Go ahead. I don't know. I'm just gonna. I, I've definitely listened to a lot of what he said. I'm a, I'm a YouTube. Uh, advocate, I love just perusing through YouTube and seeing what what's going on, and uh, I've listened to a lot of them, and I agree with a lot of stuff that he says. And obviously, when it gets into the religion section, I just think he's way off base about a lot of things. And he's he's not a conservative, and I definitely ca- consider myself a conservative. Okay. So I, I don't, I just I, I feel like there's a a group that has gone like so far left that anybody right of them, even if they're left too is like alt right and i don't i don't know why they like like a lot of comedians are left like they're left wing like and like a lot of comedians are on blast and it's like well, they they've been hating on conservative republicans <laughs> forever yeah and now they all of a sudden they're on blast and I don't, I don't know it's a weird it's a weird time to to live so i can't find anything that links at least on his Wikipedia page. I'm going to look through his other stuff that links Charles Murray to any kind of Heritage Foundation or Institute. But I will say that the Heritage Foundation, like I got an email from them once 
for like an offer of a uh, free constitution, like a pocket constitution. Yeah, cool. And I was like, neat. And so I, I was like, I'll take that. Nope. It's like a pamphlet that has the constitution like on the back page. Yeah. And now they won't stop sending me things and I hate it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to deal with your crazy political stuff. Anyway, I interrupted. I'm just saying I can't find anything on that particular um, group and him. Oh, wait, maybe not. Was it Jordan Peterson, custodian of the patriarchy? Was that the name of the article? I think so. Oh my God! Just the, oh hey, no, you're just right. That title. Hey, he absolutely, he absolutely. Like, I'm going to read it. Foundation. I'm going to yeah. read it, but I had it. It just took me a while to find. It's he conveniently leaves that off his Wikipedia page. Hmm. Hmm. Probably because people don't like them. It also goes against the narrative that he's like completely uh, unbiased. Well, that narrative too, but also the narrative that he's like excluded from society because of his uh, controversial uh. views. When in fact he works for one of like, one of the most mainstream conservative think tanks. Yeah. yeah. Jordan Peterson does. No, 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 no we're talking about Charles we're back Murray. to Charles Murray. Okay. Yeah. So. I just want them to stop emailing me. That's all I want, guys. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Please, please stop. You think I could get Charles Murray to do? I'm that? down with like hanging out more, but I also think we should wrap this up. Yeah, we're verging into a uh, very political territory. And like, I'm fine. I'm open to that, but like. That's been sort of the. We could just continue talking to the. We've made it a goal of the podcast that we wouldn't go there on the podcast. If yeah. we hate this yeah. in the podcast, we can just cut it out. Oh, I'm editing good chunks of this out. Don't worry about okay. it. Yeah. Sweet. We're gonna have like a 15 minute podcast. No, it'll be less than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it'll be> <laughs> so no. today we're gonna talk about blah blah blah, and then like it's just over. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't be that bad. But. So one of this has this may or may not make the podcast, but to go back to the. Uh, Judicial decision we talked about earlier mm-hmm. sure. with the labor thing. This doesn't touch on anything about how it affects employees, sadly. But it's one of my pet peeves with the way judges do things. And Scalia was notoriously awful about this. And apparently Gorsuch is going to be bad about it, too, because he did it. It's essentially um, pretending like the decision is preordained and it had to have been this way. Like, they write their opinion in a way that, like, all this precedent compels us to do X. But that's ignoring that, like, the lower courts came out the other way, so obviously it wasn't compelled. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a 5-4 decision, so four of your colleagues don't think it was compelled. Like, But you, also, like, you did mention that, like, the Supreme Court is, like, highly politicized. So, Well, the reason for that is it's the highest court in the land, and they only – the way that they are allowed – controversial cases. The way that they are allowed to select their docket, they only take – they take, like, 3% or less – of the uh, cases that are yeah. sent to mm-hmm. them, right? That are appealed to the Supreme Court. It's like a very, very small percentage that they actually take. So that means it's always anything that gets to that level without being resolved are only the most controversial cases, right? Yeah. They're only the cases where the law is super un- unclear on some point well, or okay. other yeah. and that they have to decide and that it's a close thing. So mm-hmm. inevitably, like, your um, political preference, and by that I mean like your preferred policy outcomes, are going to play a role in the judge's decision at that point because there's not a way around it. And it's the same for conservative justices just as it is for liberal justices. I know they say for like sure. liberals are the activists on the court, but like, no. Yeah, like it's Scalia and Roberts and apparently Gorsuch are just as activists as any of the liberal. Well, the thing is, like, you wouldn't have people saying. Because I know I know people that voted for Trump. Oh, God, we're gonna do this, damn it! Um, 
So I know people that voted for Trump just on the basis of what they wanted a right, conservative Supreme Court, Supreme Court justice. They didn't agree with anything he said. They didn't agree with any of his policies. They didn't right. like him. They were just like, I just would rather have another conservative one to balance things out. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. it just bugs me. So yeah, it's no, their prerogative to vote how they think is best. No, it absolutely is, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't. Well, anyway, um, right, and the, like, but when that's the case, you, those, it is those political. Same, those they same are political people, advocates. without without going into this actual issue at all, for those same people, the reason that they want that is abortion to overturn Roe v. Wade, right? Sure, I, I was thinking more like I don't Generally. know about I don't know about the person I have in mind. I'm not sure if that's the reason. I think they, but. With that person, it would be more of like they want another like a conservative advocate on the Supreme Court, which is what your whole point was, is that they're not supposed to be oh, advocates, right. but they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was going. This, with it. what you're yeah, you're saying this person is acknowledging, even though they don't realize it, that yes. it, the judge is not just calling balls and strikes. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I was going. That's where I was right. going. I don't. I which don't know what their everyone views kind on of that stuff is. everyone kind of acknowledges, but no one really talks about because they're afraid it'll affect the legitimacy of the court, but. Yeah, it, like anything that gets to that level, they are just the most difficult decisions. And so they, mm-hmm. you can't, so. Hmm. <laughs> like it is trailed off. Yeah, and so, and, uh, and right. so, and such. That yeah. sucks. I mean, I, I, I. But yeah, so he, Scalia was infamous for doing this, mm-hmm. like writing, writing opinions that are just like, well, Scalia was more strident about it, but like anyone who disagrees with me is an idiot. Like this is how it has to be, given what we've done to this point. Hmm. X Y Z. I am not a fan of precedent. I'm I'm of the opinion that all cases are unique, and precedents shouldn't take a lot of effect into it. But that's just an interesting theory. I I I know a lot of people who disagree with that, but um, yeah, that's just me. I, I'm, I'm just want to know what you're saying. That's why I yeah, said that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think precedence has a lot of value just in the set that there's a lot of value in having known rules. And in our current system, at least, precedence plays a big part in that. Yeah, because a lot there? of things compounds, some things compound upon other things, and you get decisions based upon that. And if it didn't right. have that, you would have no basis. Like, there, there are different legal systems that don't really have a, a solid. Uh, solid idea of precedence the way we do, and they don't build upon it the mm-hmm. same way those are all like more based on they're more fully defined statutes whereas ours we have a uh, common law inheritance where a lot of things just get settled out in the wash and you're like oh this is how it was done before so this is how we keep doing it <laughs> so. just came over from the old world and we just kept doing it yeah pretty much and specifically from england because nowhere else does the common law exist that makes sense we fought the British on all fronts except for their legal system. We just thought that was a good thing to keep going with. Sure, we almost put in another monarchy. Yeah, that's true. That did almost happen. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for George Washington having a lot of integrity, it would have happened. Yeah. So. Man, I, I've been reading a lot about Washington. That dude had some, like, some, I guess, yeah, integrity would be the best word. Like, he just turned down a bunch of things that were offered to him that could have radically changed the way like oh my gosh our, yes our country is set up and like his and he was and he caved on things that like also would radically change things like he was really adamant about not being paid um uh. and then i can't remember if it was jefferson I mean, it probably wasn't but i feel like it was jefferson or frank someone pointed out to him Hamilton. if you do that you're making this 
this job for rich people only. Yeah, for people that can afford to do it right. without being paid, which is what it turned into anyway. But um, I just thought that was that was really cool, and I'd never heard that before until the other day. So that's that's an interesting point that a lot of people don't bring up. I hear a lot of people complain about how wealthy the legislatures are, and I'm not saying that they're not, but they the definitely fact that, are. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, they get a lot of money. Like, you look at, like, okay, Oklahoma legislatures, and you're like, they only make 36000 a year, but it's like, what about all that per diem that they get for yeah. every day they're in legislation? And, like, it adds up to, like, it's like seventy or 80000 or something like that, or just just for a state legislature. And, and I, I've heard on the radio, like, hey, man, we only make 36000 a year. It's like, no, you don't. That's a lie. That's just a bald-faced lie. Bald, sorry, bald-faced lie. And, uh, but the fact that a lot of the people say that they're they make too much money is like, well, doesn't that let you have the opportunity to go be a legislature as well, so that you can afford it, keeping it out of the aristocracy? I don't know. Some of the obviously there needs to be a balance of how much is made and how much isn't, so that you're you're not trying to just get reelected because of how awesome your salary is. Hmm. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard not to dive into like political questions. I thought our podcast was over. We Is it? Want. Oh, I didn't. I'm You're the one who, who suggested it. I thought we were already over. No, I mean, that's fine just, if we're not. Let's just, just keep Washington. going. Oh, Washington. I love Washington. I think it's a great yeah, day. Yeah, talk about Washington. All right. I'm sorry. You about to disparage Washington? No. He is, I want to read a Washington I will biography. kick you out of your I read the house. Hamilton one, which was like, mm-hmm. you know, it obviously touches on parts of Washington mm-hmm. uh, throughout it. But it was... It was really impressive to see the contrast between their decision-making skills. <laughs> Hamilton made horrible decisions. <laughs> like, they were they were pretty closely politically aligned, right? Like, actually, very closely. Yeah. Um, but Hamilton just, like, had pretty awful judgment in a lot of uh, situations. Mm-hmm. This is good podcast. Have you read War is a Racket by Smedley Butler? That's I think everybody should read name. that book. Yeah. He was like the most decorated Marine general of all time, I think, still. Um, and he wrote a book called War is a Racket, and it's all about like... What, did he just pass away? Or no, something? he probably died a long time ago. Because he fought... Because he was active like during the late 19th century, I feel like. Oh, okay, I remember. But, uh, yeah, so like America's sort of crusades through like South American countries and taking over the Philippines and like all that kind of stuff, all that super like empire type like the straightforward empire well, and not like Starbucks time. empire. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, right. That's sure. But like he was the like Marine general at that time. And he wrote a book called war is a racket. And it's kind of about, it's kind of about all the money involved in war and like all of the, he talks a lot about like the, he talks about a lot of different companies mm-hmm. that basically got rich off of war one and, it's kind of like talking about like the military industrial complex before that was a popular thing. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't use that term because it was Eisenhower later that came up with that, but you can read it in one sitting pretty easily. You can read it in an hour, Oh, okay. but you can find PDFs of it. You can find PDFs of it online. It's, I highly recommend it to anybody. It's, it's interesting. If you're a conspiratorial type person, you'll be more conspiratorial. If you're not, you'll still enjoy it. Because it's legit. I mean, it's not. He was a real person that existed and saw real <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's not totally made up. Have you guys seen uh, James K. Polk's map of Manifest Destiny at all? Like nope. any... So, Polk, you know, he's the 11th president. He wanted. Uh... No, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you not? I don't, I don't know. No, I really I didn't, didn't know, know that, that at all. 
Okay, yeah, James K. Polk. I never heard I that he name. He was a president, right? Yes, I knew he was a president. I had no idea where he existed in that line. I didn't know Polk he was a president. Is not somebody that we ever talked about in history class. No. Just never happened. He was the 11th president. And so I'm looking at his map here that he proposed um, that was shot down somehow. Um, but basically, take Baja, California, and then draw a straight line east. And like everything that falls from Baja, California, east to Florida, like so all of those Caribbean islands and all of that chunk of Mexico. He was like, let's just take that. And uh, well, it got, was kind of ours for a while. Sort of, sort of, but not. Like, Mexico definitely had claim to it by then. No, no, no. What, what, what I'm saying is that we, like, had wars where, like, we took all that land and then gave it back. Does that make sense? Yeah, but that was well before 1844, which is when he was. No, that's not right. No, that was about the same time. Right? Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, so 1844 was when he was elected. The, uh, what was it? The Mexico-American War? The one that preceded the civil war by yeah. 10 years or whatever and then a lot of the same officers fought in mm-hmm. um <laughs> a big reason that the public opinion shifted away from that war was like we're just going to conquer mexico m- conquer mexico and then all these damn mexicans are going to be americans like we can't have that <laughs> i like i'm serious it wasn't well, like put, a bit it wasn't put quite that starkly well it was put that starkly but in different words but like, so that was when the build the wall started, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's not, it's well, the not American, American, so like, we'll just take half of Mexico, which was like a good chunk of California Texas, was Mexico. Yeah. We That's just, New Mexico. Not even Texas, but yeah, like New Mexico, a ton Africa. of that stuff hmm. that way. So American Empire building early on was like hugely racially motivated. Yeah. Well, here's that map, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that pretty much always has been. Oh. Uh, and yeah. the reason, so he he, it wasn't that he uh, was shot down. He died a hundred and. 308 days into his uh, term and his VP didn't like wasn't about those same promises and so they just kind of stopped was that when the VP was still the second most populous um, voted for 1844 I don't think so I think by that point you had like a standard VP like running mate okay I think I could be so basically like America would just go from Canada to the equator more or less yeah a little bit well the equator is actually a a little bit farther south than that. But oh, it's yeah. It's like south of Mexico. It's south like half Mexico. of Mexico plus the Yucatan Peninsula and all the Caribbean islands. Yeah, yeah. and Cuba. Yeah. Hmm. Should have done it. Should have <laughs> done it. We, we did kind of do it, and then we kind of gave it back. I mean. So maybe don't build a wall. Maybe just take over Mexico. Oh, boy. Build a wall south of Mexico. Oh, my gosh. We'll wall our wall them in with Dude, us. Dude, all I know is that Mexico. Now is, you're stuck with is us. Actually, getting a lot worse than it, it I'm used not locked to be. in here with you. Mexico that, is, dude. Yeah, Mexico and everything pretty much south. Of, well, even even the U.S. is getting a lot worse, in my opinion. But the the cartels are absolutely insane. Absolutely, yeah, that's insane. always the cartels are like legitimately, yeah, scary. It's like you work for them, which or is why you we die. should legalize marijuana. I, yeah, it could. If I'm we legalize, sh- yeah. we'd have to legalize more than marijuana at this point to make a dent in the sure. cartels because their big thing isn't even weed at this point. We could talk about that. That was one of the things that I forgot to bring up during the whole thing. Like, if you tell a child not to eat a cookie, they're not going to want as many cookies. If you tell a kid not to do heroin, they're going to want. No, you brought up dare. We talked about that. Oh well, in the podcast, did I say that in the podcast? Yeah, that was absolutely during the podcast. Oh, but was it? Yes. Dad gum. I can't remember. Stupid. <laughs> Maybe we should stop. I'm, yeah, this is like a time. We got an hour and thirty minutes. So, can we talk about Portugal? Portugal, yeah, decriminalization. Yeah, they yeah. had one percent of their population was addicted to heroin, 
and you say, oh, okay, that's one percent. That's Dude, a lot one of, out of a hundred. That's, that's a, a lot of people. Man. Yeah. So if you imagine in the United States, we have over three hundred million people. So let's just say that um, three million three, people. Yeah, three million. Yeah. I, I don't think that many would be addicted. Like, okay, one percent of the working class. So let's say. Uh, one and a half million people addicted to heroin. That is a economic crisis, and so wait, did you just hold on? Why? Never mind. I'm not. It doesn't matter. Sorry. And also a healthcare crisis because, like, right. you know, massive costs of you know just dealing with these people with HIV and just like you know overdoses and overdoses in the U.S. are extremely on the rise. Opioid epidemic. We all know about. What this. were Portugal's like a uh, prescription drug abuse problems like? I don't know because, like, if you if you if you factor in like prescription abuse, like we're as bad as any uh, country anywhere. Hey, twenty percent is a new estimate of how many people in the U.S. have a who abuse opioids. Twenty percent of everybody, not just like twenty percent of people who have opioids. Twenty percent of the U.S. population. I yeah. I think I buy that, um, especially if you leave it in like if but, you if yeah. you make the the bar low enough, like abuse opioids. Like, man, my back hurts. I'm going to borrow a pill from a friend. It's not like you're addicted. It's not, you're, you're not see, addicted, and but that, it's like, and that may be part of what they consider abuse. abuse. And th- there's yeah. always ways to, you know, abuse statistics <laughs> to make it say whatever you want it to say. And so, if actually yeah. that is abuse. Like you're not supposed to have that. And you do. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I, I don't consider that abuse. It's like somebody who has a problem <laughs> Is abusing it. Somebody who one time got a pill from his friend because his back hurt, and that was it. It's not a problem. Like, it's just not a problem. Obviously, I'm gonna, it's... I'm gonna cut us off. And okay. we can, let's let's do this topic again, like maybe next oh, week sure. or at some point, because we've got an hour and thirty minutes, and Seth has yeah. to go. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So thanks for listening, folks.